lovely, lovely people you are listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life and growth. And I'm your host, Ifeinwa Moronike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to this. I hope your day is going well. So, last week we started off the list of 21 things I've learned turning 21 in 2021. And it got a bit long, so we're going to do part two today. We're going to start off at number 11. By the time you're hearing this, it would be after Christmas, so I hope your day went super duper well. So now we're about to step into the new year, and I just pray that the things I've said this episode the things I said last episode, the things I'm going to say this episode, I pray you're able to carry them into 2022 and just start up your year off well. And um, I saw this thing on Instagram um, from someone I followed where they were talking about, you know, the importance of planning. Plan your 2022, plan some of the things you want to achieve, plan some of the things that you want to just do. But don't forget to include God in that plan because, you know, there is no point of making a plan and God is not involved because humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, 9. So yeah, plan your year, but don't forget to plan with God. Let God lead you. Okay, so let's just get stuck in, shall we? Let's start at number 11. That's where we stopped last time. So something I've really learned recently is the fact that trends are super overrated. So don't bother trying to keep up with them. Because something I realized when Holy Spirit was really transforming me in the things I watch, the things I listen to, the things I do, And it was very tempting to still follow the things I used to do. It was very tempting to still watch and listen to the things I used to watch and listen to, especially when some of my favorite artists or some of the things that were doing so well, they were around me. Everyone around me was listening to them. Everyone around me was watching this show that I knew I I shouldn't watch or watching this movie I knew I shouldn't watch or doing this thing that was a trend that I know I shouldn't do. And at first it was so hard, like, oh gosh, I have to, you know, refrain from doing this, that, and the other. But then after like a week or two weeks, this thing would become something else. Like this trend would die out. This trend that everyone is following that I'm struggling to, you know, refrain from, it has already died out and something else has replaced it. So imagine if I now followed that and start doing whatever that thing is, knowing God is not in approval of it, simply because it's a trend, then that trend has now died out in the next two weeks. I feel like that's such a waste of my time. And I feel like that's, that doesn't show discipline, spiritual discipline. I remember when the silhouette challenge was such a big thing and a lot of people did some things that they probably shouldn't have done for a trend, for a trend that within the next less than a month's time was already outdated, but they've already put their bodies out on social media for everyone to see for a lifetime, for a what, a two week trend, a three week trend. That's something I really learned that trends, they will seem like the most important thing at their time, but once their time is up, once their lifespan is out, something new will come in. And that thing is now old. Even with this iPhone trend in Nigeria as well. And then, you know, Apple, Samsung, da 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 Where people do some things, some really despicable things to get their hands on the latest gadget, to get their hands on the latest piece of technology. When in the next year, a newer one would come out. Every, almost every year, practically every year, iPhone brings out another make. iPhone 12, iPhone 13, next year iPhone 14, or whatever they're going to call it. And of course, everyone likes good things in life. But just be careful what you do to get those good things. Be careful what you bring yourself to to get some of those things. To get some of those things, because those things that seem so important now, they those trends will die out, and they become so much less important later on. But the thing you've done to to get that, or the thing you've done to follow that trend, that doesn't die out just like that. It's part of your reputation. 
your reputation you can't you can't submit your reputation just to a trend okay so um yeah something i've really learned another thing number 12 my identity in christ self-confidence being proud of my uniqueness a lot happened during that quarantine time one of those things was building my self-confidence a lot i mentioned this in an episode before where i was very nitpicky about my appearance to the point where I always find something wrong. I would always find something that needs to change. I always find something that's like, nah, I don't like this, I don't like this. And God really built even my self-confidence in terms of speaking, being vocal about the things I say on social media. He really built me. I thank God. Thank you, Jesus. He really, really built me up in that sphere. And that is the reason I'm where I am right now, doing what I do right now. He's built my confidence. He's allowed me to find confidence in him rather in the physical or the things I do or the things I have, but to find confidence in who he has created me to be. And physical self-esteem in terms of the way you look is also very important. But once your identity is solely your physical appearance, then there will be a problem. Because you may not always look like a 10 every single day, but you can feel like a 10 on a daily basis if your confidence is in Christ. I learned that a lot because you hear it a lot. Oh, your confidence is in Christ. It's not in your looks. It's not in da da da. You hear it a lot, but once you experience it, it's a completely different thing. And I experienced it. I'm still in it. I'm experiencing it. I'm in it. I, I now I know he's my primary source of confidence. When I feel low, when I need a booster of confidence, he's my source of confidence. Not my grades. Not my appearance. Not the number of friends I have. Not social media followers. Him. Everything else may change. He does not. That was probably one of my favorite lessons that I learned in these 21 years of being on earth. Number 13, seek God even when you don't feel like it. You know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you already have a routine of like, okay, in the morning I wake up, I'll pray, I read my Bible. You may not feel like reading the Bible. You may not feel like praying, but still do it because it's building your spirituality. Although if you notice it's a trend of like, I never like reading my Bible. I never like praying. Just think. Maybe you should check out um, my episode on Is Your Faith a Routine? Igniting Your Fire for Christ. So, yeah, sometimes you may not feel like seeking God, but still do it. Sometimes you may not feel like seeking God at the beginning. By the time you're halfway through that Bible passage, by the time you're halfway through the prayer, you've already built that fire. You're already on fire. You know, you felt the vibe. You're, you're in it now. But sometimes starting it off may not be that fun. So sometimes seek God even when you don't feel like it, especially when you're going through a tough time because during that tough time is when you need God the most. Do you know sometimes we go through tough times and then we start to distance ourselves from God? That's what the enemy wants. That's what Satan wants. He wants us to be in sad situations and then move away from the person who's going to carry us out of that situation. He wants us to move away from God who's going to help us through that situation. So during the tough times, in fact, that's the time to seek God the most. When things are the hardest, that's when you should seek God the most. Number 14, it's not always about you. Learn to consider others. Selflessness. I really learned selflessness. I am pretty introverted, which I'm sure you guys already know. So sometimes I don't feel like being around people. But sometimes I know that others may feel like being around people. Someone may be going through something. Someone like me, if I'm going through something, I may prefer to be alone. Others may not want to be alone. They may want to be with someone else. And in that situation, you know, okay, my friend or my, my family member needs me right now. I may not feel like being around people, but it's not about me. It's about comforting this person that I care about. Think beyond yourself. Think beyond what you want. If you're in a sad situation, if you're in a situation that you really need someone, you can be that person for someone else. Or sometimes you do things and you don't realize that, okay, I shouldn't have done that thing. 
if it was me, if they did it to me, I wouldn't mind. But this is painful for someone else. Like something I realized, I don't mind if people take a while to respond to my messages because I am pretty bad at responding to messages. But I realized some people really don't like that and they're really hurt by it. So respect that. Or some people like people checking up on them, like often. Or some people, they really like when people message them a lot. But I'm not really a social media person. But some people are. And that's the way they feel love. Love languages. I think that's an awesome book. You guys should read The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Sometimes what you see as love is different from what someone else sees as love. You may see love as spend time with me. Someone else may be like, no, I actually prefer gifts. So you may think you're doing them a favor by on their birthday you're spending time with them. Mm, I would prefer a gift. And not out of like a selfish thing, but it's just like when you get someone a gift, it just shows that you thought about them, you thought about what they would like and you gave it to them. Some people really appreciate that more than spending time with them. Some people really appreciate words of affirmation. Like you may be spending so much time with someone, but you don't compliment them. You don't say nice things to them, especially like in your romantic relationships. And you may be like, I'm pouring my whole life into this relationship. I'm spending so much time with them. That's not how they see love. They see love by saying, oh my gosh, you did such a great job. Just words of affirmation. So in that sense, you need to be selfless. Stop thinking about you and what you like. What does the other person like? What does the other person appreciate? How can you be a blessing to someone else? How can you sow a, a good seed into someone else's life? It's not always about you. Selflessness, that's something I've also learned in my 21 years. Number 15 now, follow your passions even in fear. If you're passionate about something, God has put that passion in you for a reason. Follow it even if you are scared. Follow that passion even if you are scared. Fear should never be a hindrance to what God has called you for. If God has put a purpose in your life, why allow fear to stop you from fulfilling that amazing purpose? Because you don't know where that would take you. You don't know who you can impact, what you can do with that passion. And if you're struggling to find out your passion, your purpose, your place in life, I just did an episode on that, so be sure to check that episode out. It's like I've been shouting out a lot of my episodes <laughs> in this um, list of things, but it's true. Like some people may not know what your passion is about. And if you know what your passion is about, but fear is stopping you, go for it. Don't hinder yourself. Don't limit yourself. We're limitless. Ha <laughs> ha. Name of the podcast. <laughs> We're limitless. Don't limit yourself. Do those things even in fear. Okay. Number 16, coming to the end don't rush relationships. Make sure you're getting into them with the right person and for the right reasons. God really taught me about this maybe 2020, yeah, late 2020, early 2021, where um, don't rush, rush relationships just for the experience of the relationship. Yeah, it can be exciting when you first meet that person and things seem to be moving smoothly and, you know, you get all the butterflies and all the, you know, the newness of a relationship, the newness of a romantic relationship. Don't allow that newness to blur your judgment. If you're seeing the red flags even before you're dating, those red flags will probably be magnified even when you start dating. So don't rush. Take your time. Ask people around you. Ask God. Observe the person. Use discernment. In situations, in term, especially romantic relationships, you have to be sensitive because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're in a relationship, a toxic relationship. You leave that relationship and the experience, the negative experience from it spoils a future relationship that God has ordained for you. Do not rush. Take your time. Especially, you guys are listening to this podcast. Most of you guys are young, so you have time. Take your time. Everyone around you may be dating don't rush find the right person at the right time and date for the right reasons don't date just for the sake of ah she be i'm young let me just have experience it's more than just being young and experience 
it's about being wise choosing someone who won't cause you spiritual baggage emotional baggage mental baggage but will push you forward into god's destiny for you destiny is involved your life partner is connected to your destiny whether you know that or not i'm telling you today your life partner is connected to your destiny so it is so important not to rush that because your destiny is more than just butterflies and rainbows and i feel warm when the person is around your destiny is your life so just be careful of that and take your time there's no rush we're young take your time um number 17 being christian is a lifestyle not just limited to sundays let me be honest with you guys until maybe 16 15 my bible was only opened on a sunday and it was closed that same sunday did i read my bible like apart from sundays no did i pray apart from sundays i don't think so i don't remember apart from like um, when we do prayer at night as a family but once you start step into a relationship with god you realize that my lifestyle is supposed to glorify god everything i do should involve god if i'm about to eat god bless this food i thank you for this food I step out, I didn't trip. God, thank you that I didn't trip. God, I thank you for allowing me to be in the service today. I thank you for allowing me to have hands. I thank you for allowing me to be able to do the things I do. I thank you for allowing me to have this podcast. You know, just everything. Pray any opportunity you get. Read your Bible any opportunity you get. And then don't just read it for reading's sake, but allow it to reflect in your lifestyle. As you're memorizing these verses, don't just allow them to be memory verses. Allow them to be lifestyle verses. So that's something that I think is a great life lesson for anyone. Remember that your Christian life, that being a Christian is more than just your Sundays. It is your life. And when you live a life for God, I promise you, you will truly enjoy God. You can't enjoy God fully if you're just worshiping him on Sundays or you're just meeting him on a Sunday. I mean, your, your, your spiritual life won't even be flourishing, to be honest. Because imagine charging your phone once a week. <laughs> so for the rest of the week, maybe by Tuesday, it'll be completely dead. So Sundays when you charge your phone, you use it from Sunday by Tuesday instead. But if you're charging your phone every day, you'll be getting recharged every day. I'm talking about like your spiritual life. You're filling yourself with God every day. You're praising him every day, worshiping him every day. You're speaking to him in prayer every day. You're living his word every day. Then you are always going to be on your spiritual game. Keep yourself on that spiritual high. Because if not, your spiritual life will just be dwindling and dwindling until you realize, wait, am I even Christian anymore? Or am I just a churchgoer? I know that's that's a hard pill to swallow that's a little hard pill to swallow but ask yourself that question are you a Christian or are you a church goer there is a difference I promise you there is a difference okay so number 18 never please people over pleasing God for my people pleasers out there raise your hands if you are a people pleaser now especially as Christians sometimes we think that the whole point of being a Christian is to please people. No, it's to be nice to people. Mm. It's to always be nice and bubbly. And mm. Because if that nice and bubbly, nice to everyone, kind to everyone, pleasing everyone, if that is going against God's will, then it's wrong. You can try and please people. But if you're trying to please people and are in turn justifying sin, mm, something is wrong there. If God has told you to do something, but because you want to please someone else, you're not doing it, mm, something is wrong there. We are not called to tell people what they want to hear. We're not called to do what people want us to do. We're called to do what God wants us to do and tell people what God wants us to tell them. I am not on this podcast. I know sometimes I like, I remember when I started and I was like, oh God, I'm not like some of those podcasters that are like, you know, warm and butterflies and rainbows. And sometimes I can get a bit preachy, but it's because I'm trying to get across what God wants me to say, not necessarily what people want to hear. 
sometimes they align, sometimes they don't. Sometimes the things I say, people really, you know, it resonates with people. Sometimes it convicts people, but that's okay. Because my job is not to please people. Now, it's not like I'm looking for a fight. Any opportunity I get, because, you know, the word of God also says we should seek peace with people in, as much as we can. But we should also make sure we stand strong, stand firm in the knowledge of the word of God. Stand firm in what God wants you to do and who God has called you to be and not change yourself or try and be the person someone else wants you to be because it fits their picture. No. Sometimes it's not always easy. I mean, for the most part, I try and, you know, spread love and be nice to everyone. But especially people close to me, if you're doing something that I feel like you should probably shouldn't be doing or I feel like I should say something as your friend, I'm going to say it. And I can sugarcoat when it comes to Oh, is this dress nice? I may not be a fan of it, but I can tell you really like it. So I'll be like, yeah, it's okay. I can sugarcoat. What I can't sugarcoat is when it comes to the things of God. I can't sugarcoat the things of God. I can't sugarcoat spirituality. I can't sugarcoat life of Christ. That's where I draw the line of sugarcoating. Because pleasing people, I refuse to please people over pleasing my God. Now we've got three more. Number 19, choose your friends wisely and value good friends. Some friendships are seasonal and that is okay. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Coincidentally, as I was learning this, my parents, well, both my parents spoke about this in church. My mom actually, you guys, this is actually a great task. My mom learned this yeah, in a secondary school. They did this task and she, they, she mentioned it in church. I think you guys can do this as well, where you put your name in the middle and you put like maybe five of your closest friends or 10 of your closest friends around your name and then draw a line to your name. And for those people who you don't see any value in your relationship your friendship is not there is no value you're not adding to each other you're not growing each other you're not supporting each other there is no value that's an indication that maybe this friendship is not for you there are some friendships that are dwindling that god is allowing to dwindle and you're trying to revive them god is saying no this person is not for you let it go it is okay if something pulls two people apart and that is god's will for you that's if it is god's will for you there are some people where you know this person is not great for you and there is something wedging you guys apart but you're trying to bring it back together. Why? Don't try and force a relationship that God is trying to separate you from because he's separating you from that person for a reason. And I've also learned to value my really good friends. I've really learned to value more people in my life because to find good friendships aren't always easy. So when you find them, hold on to those people. But also don't get into the habit of holding on to people just because you've, they've been in your life for a super long time. Or just because you guys are friends based on circumstance. If there is no reason to maintain that relationship, then maybe you shouldn't have that friendship. But value those people, God-ordained people in your life. People who you see light in them and they see light in you. People who see your potential and want to help you work towards it and who you see their potential and you want to help them work towards it. You know these people are from God. Because the devil also sends people masked in sheep's clothing. Be careful. And embrace those that God has brought into your life. Choose your friends wisely. And bad company corrupts good morals. Regardless of how strong you feel like you are in Christ, if you have a bad set of friends, they will influence you. If you have friends who are pushing you away from God, you will be pushed away from God. Facts. No matter how strong you think you are, especially as a Christian, surround yourself with people who will push you closer to God. The Christian community is very important there. Um, we'll probably have another episode on that because I really want to talk more on that. But anyway, 
Number 20, second to last. Don't put anything in front of God. They will only leave you empty. Especially as young people. We can take a lot of things or people or situations. And we can say, eh, God, give me a second. Let me just attend to this first. God, don't worry, I'll call you back. Let me just <laughs> focus on this first. But anything we put in front of God, if you actually look at it, it's not everlasting. It's not going to fill up that empty hole. Only God can do that. You will eventually see that you putting other things before God will start to affect you spiritually. Because those things you're putting in front of God will not sustain you. They will not satisfy you. They will not give you everlasting joy, everlasting peace, everlasting comfort. Only God can do that. But you're putting those things that are temporary in front of God who is eternal. And when those things eventually fade, what are you left with? What you know? What are you actually left with? And a lot of the times you're left feeling empty, like, oh, something's going on. I don't know, my spiritual life is a bit off. I haven't been feeling God. I haven't been hearing God. I've been feeling a bit lonely. Yeah, because you've distanced yourself from God and you've put the things of the world before the things of God. So how do you expect yourself to be built up spiritually when what you're feeding yourself is more of the junk food than of the good food, which is God? Of course you're going to start feeling sluggish. Of course you're going to start feeling... Like you don't want to pray, you don't want to read your Bible. And the more you don't do those things, the worse you're going to feel. Put God first, guys. Put God first. In everything you do, put God first. Last one, number 21, invest in you. Invest in you. I left this as the last one. Take care of yourself. Similar to the first one, but learn new things. Build your strengths. Work on your weaknesses invest in you being the best you build skills invest in knowledge be the best you that you can be one thing i really learned is trying to be or learning to be the best ifaimwa that i can be how can i learn more do more seek god more how can i better my podcast how can i better myself to be a blessing to other people how can i better my language skills i love learning languages i'm learning a language right now which has been really fun to learn any spare time I get, I try and, you know, build myself or try and practice it. Because I just feel like it's a great skill to learn. Whilst I'm at home as well, I've been trying to be more active on my social media. I'm trying to put myself out there more. It's not easy, but I'm trying to put myself out there more. And as I'm putting myself out there more, I'm getting, I'm building my confidence. I want to keep building myself to be more confident, to be more skilled, to be more approachable. I remember, you know, I'm a tall girl. So I know primary school especially some of the, like the younger ones or even secondary school like when i came to nigeria people would be like oh you know that tall girl she's a big ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I'm, i want to build myself to be more approachable to be more loving i've been praying god god give me the heart to love people more i want to build my skills on social media i want to build my skills academically learn how to study smart and not just hard i want to be a better sister be a better daughter, be a better granddaughter, be a better friend, be a better servant to Christ, be a better daughter for Christ, be a better voice on social media. Invest in you, be a better you. Every single day, show up as the best version of yourself. I'm actually very happy I left this as the last one because I think it's so important. In any way you feel like, you know there's some places where you know you can build yourself. There are some weaknesses that we have that is, you know, it's only by God's grace. Just keep praying, just I keep praying. But there are some places where you know, if I put more effort, if I do more, I know I may not be the fittest person, but if I exercise more, if I eat healthily, my body will feel much better. So I'm going to show up every day as my best self. I'm going to eat well, exercise well, sleep well, try my best in everything I do, not limit myself, not be limited to my weaknesses, 
but go for the gold. I'm not going to limit myself and try and run for silver or run for bronze. No, I am going for gold or anything above gold. Okay. <laughs> Invest in you. Show up every day, every single day as the best version of yourself. I know I've said that like three times, but it's so important. Okay. So guys, um, today's a bit of a long episode, but I'm so glad we were able to get through everything today. Um, part two, I hope the things I said were really helpful for you guys. I really do pray that you take it on board, carry it into your new year. In fact, start it now, but also carry it into your 2022. And I pray that this year will be an amazing year for you. Pray guys, pray yourselves into this year. Start this year with prayer, with goals, with an amazing mindset, with the Holy Spirit guiding and leading us and directing our paths. Okay, so guys, I hope this episode was helpful. God bless you all. Again, don't forget to write to review and to rate, share this with someone. If you feel like this episode will be a blessing to someone, share it with them. I pray you guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing new year and amazing 2022. God bless you all. See you next week for our next episode. Bye, guys. God bless. Bye.